Our time in Romania was much too brief. In Bucharest, we discovered beautiful, ornate architecture contrasted against stark, communist-era construction, lively streets that are lined with dozens of dining options, and fresh-made pastries from our favorite coffee shop. But much like the conflicting building styles here, if you look deeper, there's a lot to love about this city. Welcome back to Finding Jean Marie, where we share our lives as full-time travelers and the connections we make along the way. If you're new here, welcome. I'm Judy. And I'm Kevin. We didn't know much about Romania before we arrived. The extent of my knowledge was that it's a trending city and a lot of people have gone to it, so that's one of the primary reasons I wanted to check it out. Also, it's outside of Schengen, so it's convenient when you need to leave the region, and a huge bonus is that it's cheaper and less touristy than other parts of the EU. There was a lot of media hype in June that Romania would become part of Schengen before the end of 2023, but apparently it doesn't look like that was accurate. So now is the perfect time to visit. Transylvania is here, and there's more to it than Bram Stoker's Dracula. The gold medalist Nadia Comaneci is from here. You may know her as the gymnast who was the first woman to ever score a perfect 10 in the 1976 Olympic gymnastics. And her coach Bella Caroli also is from Romania before he defected and coached the U.S. women's gymnastics team to gold medals. So what's all the fuss about, and would we come back here again? This is going to be the first of a two-part series from Romania, so stay tuned for next week where we go into medieval Transylvania and we explore several cities from there. Spoiler alert, they're pretty charming. <laughs> Even our furry friends. Yeah. You make video? Oh, he's because popped. <laughs> you won't want to miss it. So subscribe if you're not already so you don't miss that episode. So let's dive into first impressions and the things we think you should know. We use the Bolt ride-sharing app to get us from the airport into Old Town, Bucharest. There's also Uber here, or you can take a regular taxi. The Bolt app, unlike Uber, did not allow us to tip the driver and he wouldn't accept euros. Most people really don't want the hassle of having to go to a bank to convert their tips into the local currency. And Lou is the only currency used in Romania. People don't really have much use for Romanian coins either. And that's pretty understandable because those coins aren't worth very much. Romania is supposed to be changing over to the euro in 2024, but for now, Lou is the currency of uh, choice, and lei is the plural of that currency, so you're the heroes calling it lei a lot. The currency code is RON, so if you're trying to get a visual for how much a Romanian lei is worth, it's about 4.94 lei to 1 euro. So visit Romania while you can, because once it becomes part of the Schengen region, you can expect for prices to go up and it to be a less affordable city. So until things change, it's a beautiful place to visit when you need to be outside of the Schengen region. We visited Bucharest in mid-August, which meant it was really hot. So we were so happy that our Airbnb had air conditioning. But that also means that when you are walking around on the streets, you really need to pay attention to the wet spots because the wet spots mean that you should look up yeah. and there likely is air conditioning units dripping down and you don't want to get wet. So kind of sidestep those little puddles. Hit us more than one time, <laughs> especially when you're not expecting it and you may not have the uh, coverage up here to block the water. <laughs> Ethnically and linguistically, Romania is very closely tied to the Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, and French. 
Yeah, it's not a Slavic country, but there is a little bit of Slavic in the language. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of English spoken here, so you'll want to use Google Translate. We actually have a video that we did talking about how to communicate when you don't speak the language. You might want to check that out. We recommend you drink bottled water here. A lot of the older buildings have rusty pipes, and there are pollution issues upstream from Bucharest that can cause an increase in chlorine levels. It's fine to brush your teeth with the water, but it's worth investing in bottled water for drinking every day. This may be a controversial tip, but as far as tips go, we think you should leave one. Romania's salaries are fairly low, and for restaurants and for other services, you are expected to give a tip. We've noticed a lot of places have signage on the receipts to indicate that tip is not included with an exclamation point afterwards. And then we also see totals with the tip prices added showing 10% for good service, 12% for very good, and 15% for excellent. This may be primarily in Old Town, but if that's where you're visiting, know in advance what the expectations are. We are warned to avoid taking side trips to the Black Sea coastal area of Constanta in summer because it will be a wall of tourists. Fortunately, we are perfectly happy to spend our limited time primarily in Bucharest. You'll see some Turkish influence here, and that's because from the 1600s until 1878, at least some part of Romania was under direct or indirect control by the Ottoman Empire. In 1878, it was finally recognized as fully independent. And around half of present-day Romania was ruled by the Austro-Hungarian Empire run by the Habsburgs. Even though some of the areas looked a little bit more poor, there were a lot of expensive-looking cars in Old Town. It definitely looked like some wealthy people were here to get their money's worth. A city's architecture is the best witness of its history, and this is never more true than in Bucharest. So let's talk about its architecture and some of its main streets. Fair warning, our Airbnb was lovely and probably the cleanest and nearly most pristine condition of anywhere we visited. But you would never have known it from the outside. In fact, rolling up to the building, it looked like it was a little bit run down, and uh, there it was graffiti. graffiti. It, was, it was a bit sketchy. It was a bit sketchy. In fact, there was a homeless person outside the building. We're like, is this the right spot? And uh, the door was hard to find, was basically the problem. But that's because the area has been run down and has recently experienced a revitalization. So you'll see some neglected communist buildings and then some sumptuous elaborate ones. The address for our Airbnb is considered Old Town, but technically it was a short five minute walk before getting into the more renewed area. It was awful nice that there was a convenience store just two doors away and we made trips over there quite frequently, I think for ice cream. It was very hot. <laughs> what can I tell you? Snack, gotta be snacking. We were a little surprised to be told by a few people that there isn't much worth seeing in Bucharest except the Parliament building. Granted, the building is stunning, but we did a bicycle tour of the city and found so much beauty and history to enjoy beyond one singular building. Of course, as in many countries, some of the most beautiful places are banks. This is the National Bank of Romania, which we were shocked to find out that it wasn't more important than just a bank. There's also the CEC Palace, which technically is a bank. <laughs> Elaborate buildings are often referred to as palaces, similar to the term palazzi built by wealthy Italian families. The Church of Stavropolis Monastery was built in the 1800s and is considered one of the most elaborate of the medieval churches here. Our guide pointed out the courtyard full of crosses and old tombs. Sometimes you can hear concerts of Byzantine music if you're lucky enough to catch one. 
still on Lipscani Street is Hanul Kute, one of the oldest preserved inns built in the early 1800s. It was also called the Inn on the Wide Street of the Merchants, and there were a bunch of little shops inside the courtyard, including paint shops and apprentice shops. People's Salvation Cathedral won't be finished until around 2025, but it's on track to be the world's largest Eastern Orthodox cathedral. It was built to celebrate 100 years of unification, but the building was delayed for many years because they couldn't agree to a location. There are elaborate French-inspired buildings and bland utilitarian buildings from the 1970s, which was a communist era. In the 1920s and 30s, Romania was called the Paris of the East, or Little Paris, because of its stunning architecture and its beautiful boulevards that were laid out in the same manner as in France, including with aristocratic palaces. In fact, between 1848 and the 1930s, French architects were brought over to give the country's architecture romance and charm. Case in point is the beautiful triumphal arch that is very reminiscent of the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. Bucharest's version was built in the 1920s to celebrate its victory in World War I. It's the main stage for a military parade on December 1st when Romanians celebrate their National Day. Contrast that to the communist dictator Nicolae Ceausescu's failed urbanization experiment or he ordered the destruction of old houses and replaced them with gray blocks in the city center called Union Square. One bright spot is that the construction workers did not want to demolish the churches, so engineers moved complete buildings hundreds of meters on metal tracks to preserve them. Thirteen churches were preserved. If you take a walk along Cala Victoriae, Victory Avenue, you'll see the statue of King Carol I riding on horseback across the street from the Royal Palace. This area is filled with remarkable buildings. You may notice red dots on some buildings. These indicate earthquake instability. Bucharest is the most earthquake-prone capital city in the EU because of its proximity to Barantia Earthquake Zone. One of Romania's largest earthquakes was an earthquake of magnitude 7.2 that occurred in 1977. But don't let that deter you from visiting. No, we lived in San Francisco for a long time with all the earthquake threats. Shizmigyu Park, the oldest public garden in Bucharest was completed in 1860. During the summer months, you can take a walk in the park or you can rent bicycles. In winter, you can go skating on Shizmigyu's skating rink that is located on the dried up riverbed side of Shizmigyu Lake near the pier. Shizmigyu skating rink is the largest skating rink in Bucharest with a 3,000 square meters area. A series of lakes were formed during the communist era when the Colentina River was dammed. Additional wetlands appeared, but unfortunately there was no protection for them, and they're at the mercy of real estate moguls. So given my very limited knowledge of Romania before coming here, imagine how surprised I was to see a clinic with Nadia Comaneci's name on it. It was established by her in 2009 to provide free medical services and consultations for orphans and other people in need. We didn't go inside the Palace of the Parliament. It's the world's largest building after the Pentagon. Unfortunately, it's so heavy that it's sinking six millimeters per year. And it cost four billion euros to build. Also, the maintenance costs are extremely high at more than eight million per month. There are even secret bunkers underground that were built in case of a nuclear attack. So before we talk about food, we're excited to share that we've started our own absolutely free community forum that we are calling La Familia. You can ask questions about trip planning and all things related to travel there. We're also giving you a chance to peek behind the scenes and are offering a bunch of other perks we're calling gelato levels if you decide you want to help support us financially as well. A video with the details is linked in the description below. Old Town has every type of cuisine you can imagine. There's Italian, Mediterranean, Greek, 
burgers, and a reasonable amount of vegan-friendly foods. We'll get to the local Romanian foods, but first I need to talk about the special experience that we had on our last night here in Bucharest. I was thrilled that we found a restaurant here called Grand Café Van Gogh. If you've followed us for any length of time, you know that I adore everything Van Gogh. This restaurant is a bistro with art, but it was in deep renovations when we arrived and Judy was really bummed. We walked by it several times hoping that the construction was going to move forward, but it looked like there was no way it was going to open while we were here. Alright, so we just got back from our Transylvania tour a couple days, and this restaurant's been closed for all the time we've been here. I just thought we would not make it this time around. It's been under renovations and this is our last night. We're both really tired, probably didn't need to eat anything, but yeah. it's going to be an early morning. So got to hit a 5 a.m. flight, so we'll be up at 2 a.m. And I don't know, I'm just like beside myself with things real. And they said this place isn't done renovating, but so many of their customers are texting the manager saying, could you please open up? And we just happened to go out tonight, and we're here. Yeah, and cool jazz is playing. I just, I don't know, the uh, sunflowers. I'm just so happy. <laughs> oh, it's a great send-off. Yeah. Bucharest, absolutely. thank you, Bucharest. Yes, you've been lovely. Yes. There are a lot of authentic Romanian restaurants. Some are better than others. Karuku Berry is named as the seventh most legendary restaurant in the world by Taste Atlas. We ate outdoors, but the inside is really stunning. There's folklore dancing most nights. Of course, not while we were there. If you want to go here, you definitely want to make reservations in advance. A friend recommended that we try the local drink, Plum Palinka. It was not what I expected. A little more intense wasn't quite the little aperitivi that you were thinking. I already took a tiny taste, but I'll try it again. Um, it definitely is warm as it's going down, even though it's chilled. So it's like a digestif or, an, uh, or is it like a mulled uh, wine or something? Or? No, it's, it's a liquor. A liquor. <laughs> <laughs> I tried the meat sausage, which is served with mustard. They're sausages without a casing, and they're grilled and made with baking soda, peppers, spices, and beer, amongst other ingredients. I tried the somali, which are stuffed cabbages with minced meat and rice. And if you watched our Krakow food tour, you will know that that's a combination that's very dear to my heart. Um, that's local to Poland. So I'm curious about this uh, variation. Yes, it also comes with polenta. Oh, with rice inside? And sour cream. Okay. It's good, it's sweet. Oh, good. Now bite the pepper. <laughs> and it definitely has a sweet taste to it, which maybe makes me understand why a little bit of heat would be nice. All right, now that you got your drink on, time for the traditional Romanian donuts. What are they called? Papanashi. All right. And yes, they have cheese and I think sweetened cream cheese. And we could get our choice of topping either blueberries or sour cherries. And since Kevin's a blueberry fan, that's what we opted for today. But it was pretty fast. This whole service time has been fast for this restaurant. It's been really great. What do you think? Dense or doughy? It's crunchy on the outside mm -hmm. and kind of creamy on the inside. And that's without even getting any of the cheese. Now the cheese may be 
actually absorbed inside and it's mm -hmm. only the sour cream. Yeah. Sweet and sour cream. Outside, I don't know, but it's good. Okay. Another option for authentic Romanian food is the oldest functional restaurant in Europe that was built in 1806. It's called Hanule Manuk Restaurant, and it has a courtyard, and it's also a beer garden. It has live music and dancing, and some of the best meat. In our first few days here, we were lucky enough to find an amazing coffee shop. It's open seven days per week, and the shop owner, Adrian, made all his own fresh and delicious pastries. Ben Jolin. Our favorite. And the cappuccinos were absolutely top notch. Here it comes. Every morning. Adrian. <laughs> fresh baked. Thank you so much. Some of the best coffee we've had in town. Probably the best coffee we've had in town. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you. Excellent as always. He also gave us free ice cream cones one day. <laughs> well, very good. Creamy. You know, he just was the friendliest person. We were thrilled to have met him. Adrian knows our order. Gets it right every day now. It's not a lot of It's not tricky. <laughs> and since there's a Roman influence here, it's no surprise that there's pizza. And the restaurant Latin Pizza really surprised us. So you can pick a bunch of different types of pizzas, and they just, after they weigh them and pick them, they cut them off even smaller, obviously. And now we have bite-sized pizzas. Pieces of pizza. And notably, the pizza isn't cut with a knife, it's cut with scissors. Yeah, which is reminiscent of Italy too. Yeah. We aren't much for the late night scene, but you don't actually need to be up late to be part of the party in Bucharest, Old Town. It's famous for its nightlife and you can see why. Weekends especially are super lively. It's a Friday night, it's our last night here, yeah. and it's- Bucharest, Friday night. 10.30 and you could tell from all of the music that's being played and all of the people who are just kind of walking around that the party is just getting started here. It is absolutely clear that Bucharest has a very lively nightlife. So if yeah. you're somebody who likes nightclubs and bars and hanging out to the wee hours, they've got you covered. Unfortunately, we gotta catch a flight 5 a.m. That means we gotta get up at 2 a.m. and we don't have time for nightlife. We gotta get back to our Airbnb and pack. So, See you next time, Bucharest. All right, let's go through the breakdown of what some of our costs were in Bucharest. Our Airbnb was $570.85 for 11 nights, which is $51.90 per night. It would have been even cheaper if we'd been able to stay longer. We did double dip for one of the nights when we booked the Medieval Transylvania tour and kept our Airbnb, but we were able to travel there with only a backpack, so the convenience was really worth it. Our bolt from the airport to our Airbnb was 63 lei. Our half-day bike tour was $78.18 for both of us. It was a good way to see the entire city because it is pretty spread out. Our guide was good, but he had a weird sense of humor. So uh, we'll include a link if you're interested in it. Our daily cappuccino, 13 lei a piece, and pastry was 38 lei for both of us. And for dinner at Kurukuberi, Palinka shot was 23 lei. Hugo was 39.50 lei. Our stuffed cabbage was 67 lei. My meat was 49 lei. Our papanasi dessert was 45 lei. A flat white to finish things off was 21.50 lei. Our whole meal, including water and bread, was 316 lei. We ate plenty of pizza at Latin Pizza for only 86.40 lei. And that included leftovers. So what are your thoughts about Romania and specifically Bucharest? I loved Romania. I thought there was a lot to see there and we probably could have spent a lot more time than just a couple weeks. 
but I was a little hampered by my impending uh, need for a hernia surgery. So part of our walking around and touring was probably not as pleasant as it could have been. If you've missed our episode, we talk about Kevin's surgery in Serbia. Uh, there's a link below if you're interested in watching it. Otherwise, I thought it was really interesting. I thought the mix of architecture and all of the history of Bucharest was fascinating. And it's a major city, which we love, but we also explore next week some really interesting small towns and beautiful landscape. And the gorgeous mountains and forests and our furry friends, which you don't want to miss because they're adorable. Not, not safe, but adorable. <laughs> All in all, I definitely think it's a place that we want to return to. Uh, prices were great. There, yeah. There's no reason that you wouldn't want to spend time there. We felt very safe. And it felt like a major European city. So we enjoy that kind of climate and that kind of environment to walk around in. Really lovely uh, Airbnb that we had. No complaints there. The only thing that was hard was just looking at some of the disparity between the communist era and the ornate buildings. I would have liked more time to explore some of the museums and go inside of several of the buildings that all looked quite interesting and maybe even expand outside of Old Town. Our bike tour allowed us to see a lot more than we otherwise would, but it would have been nice to venture out on our own and explore a little bit more as well. I agree. Let us know if you've ever been to Bucharest or Romania in general, and if you haven't, is it on your bucket list? We'd like to hear about that in the comments. If you aren't subscribed already, we'll hope you'll do so. But we also hope that you will share our channel with your family and friends so we can grow our community. And check out FindingGeniaMarie.com. We have lots of articles there. Judy writes those. And we also have our La Familia area that you want to check out. Until next time. Until next time. Your perfect take. <laughs> that was a little rude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> I don't know what it, All right. <laughs> now I know what I'm saying. Okay.